0: As you wrestle inside me This is Talking Terry, the Terrence Malick Podcast And I am your host, Paul Beer Returning after many months of silence I'm trying to do this in the true Terrence Malick way Which is to take long, mysterious breaks in between projects Uh, It was not my choice. Uh, A uh, global pandemic uh, has descended um, over the earth. I'm not sure if you have uh, heard about this. It's called COVID-19, the novel coronavirus. And for the past few months, I have been mostly home, mostly with my two kids. And it has been challenging. It has been Strange, but it has been wonderful uh, in a lot of ways. I've spent almost every waking minute (laughs) until school started with my two kids. And they're at an age where they mostly want to spend time with me. That definitely eroded as time went on. (laughs) But for the most part, they do. And we spent a lot of time outdoors spent a lot of time coming up with fun things to do, sometimes not even fun things to do, sometimes just things to do. And in many ways, it reminded me of a Terrence Malick movie. (laughs) Scenes from Tree of Life, scenes from Days of Heaven. There was not a lot of wheat harvesting going on, but I'm thinking of those... Moments in days of heaven where they're kind of idly trying to entertain themselves, this comes up in um a hidden life as well. I did not put on a um blindfold and play that game. What's that game called? We put on a blindfold and people hit like pots and pans around you i that they play it in A Hidden Life. Is it Marco Polo? It's not Marco Polo. Is it called Blind's Man, Blind Man's Bluff? Who's to say? But now my kids have returned to school and lots of things have happened. I'm happy to be doing this again. I'm happy to be speaking to my one or two dedicated listeners. And I think that we're going to have a lot of things Ahead of us with this podcast. I want to go through the films that Terrence Malick wrote before he started directing. I want to go through the movies that he has produced. And I want to, of course, continue going through the filmography. The next one, appropriately enough, is The Thin Red Line. I promise you it will not be... Another seven months or 25 years until we get to the thin red line. But we have some sad Terrence Malick related news. Um, Speaking of Days of Heaven, two key people from that incredible movie have passed away. Linda Manns died in August, August 14th. She was 58 years old. she died in, uh, California and, uh, the news came out when her son, um, posted a GoFundMe for her, um, funeral expenses. Um, it's very sad. It sounds like she lived uh, a very complicated, sometimes difficult life. Uh, she was 15 when she was cast in, um, in Days of Heaven apparently showed up to the casting office uh, looking 10 years old and uh, smoking a cigarette. It was her first audition. And she lent that movie an incredible naturalism. Um, You sort of got the sense that she came by that character very honestly. Her voiceover, as we talked about with, uh, with Becky, uh, in the Days of Heaven episode was added afterwards uh, as a uh, a way to tie the film together. And it's impossible to watch that movie and imagine it without Linda Mance's um, voiceover guiding it. Uh, she apparently, you know, long after the filming of the movie, it took two years to, to, to post-production, long after filming the movie, she... Uh, Watched it again and had it recorded her her, uh, sort of stream of consciousness voiceover and uh, that became the, you know, the soul of that movie. Um, She had this incredible look about her. She looked, it was hard to tell exactly, you know, how old she was. Sometimes she looked like she was 10 years old and sometimes she looked like she was 30 years old. She had this sort of lived experience in her face and in her voice. Um, she went on to make a couple of other movies, uh, one called The Wanderers. Um, but most notably, she made one uh, with Dennis Hopper uh, in 1980 called Out of the Blue, um, which I have not seen, to be completely to completely honest with you. But that and Days of Heaven sort of cemented her her legend, um, her status, and then she went away. Uh, she really didn't do much else after that. She apparently raised a family, um, moved to California. She came out of her sort of semi-retirement in 97 uh, for Gummo. Um Playing a real, a real wild and woolly character in, in Gummo, if you remember, uh, for Harmony Curran. and that same year she was in the game, the David Fincher movie. Uh, she had a small part, and that was pretty much it. So it sounds like she lived um, a complex and and difficult life. Uh, Malik said when that she was found at a. Uh, like a street urchin that they found at a laundromat, that wasn't exactly true. She did go to an audition, a casting call, and uh, rest in peace, Linda Manns. Um It was a, it was it was certainly sad news to hear that. The other member of Days of Heaven who uh, passed away this year was Ennio Morcone. He died in in July. Now, if Linda Manns only worked. Sort of sporadically over the past, um, the past 40 years or so, Ennio Morricone, who died, he was 91, he died in, in, in Rome, um, was quite the opposite. Morricone, Mm uh, the composer, um, wrote more than 400 scores, uh, for TV and, and film, um, Movies like A Fistful of Dollars, of course, um, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, uh, The Untouchables, The Thing. Uh, He won the Oscar for The Hateful Eight. He's the oldest person to ever win a competitive Oscar. He worked with Sergio Leone. He worked with Bertolucci. He worked with um, uh, Brian De Palma, uh, Warren Beatty, uh, Quentin Tarantino. He was incredibly prolific. John Carpenter um was unbelievably prolific and that um, soundtrack or the score for Days of Heaven is such a part of it and is such a beautiful um such a beautiful element of the movie and apparently was was very involved in the um uh in the process of making um uh, Days of Heaven and said to Malik that he could use any of his music that he wrote in any part of the, any part of the movie, except for the fire scene um, when there's the fire in the field. He wrote that incredible incredible piece of music, uh, which maybe I'll put a little bit of in here. needed it to be played for that scene and that he was not going to compromise on that. So rest in peace, Ennio Morricone, uh, died at the age of 91. Um, So yes, uh, going forward for our podcast here, as I said, we are going to be looking into the... um, Films that Malik wrote, uh, continuing through his his filmography, and um, I would like to bring back one element, one segment of this podcast called "Cut Terry the Check." Is that the name of the segment? I can't remember. Anyway, in um, "Cut Terry the Check" news, it is Steven Spielberg needs to cut. Terry, a check, and it needs to be a very large check because it's for the movie E.T. I have uh, now watched E.T. twice in quarantine with my kids. i uh, tell you what holds up the movie E.T. Um, it's, it's a pretty remarkable um, movie, and it's uh, remarkable because there are long stretches of it where there's no, uh, there's no dialogue. Um, It's just very naturalistic performances from uh, Henry Thomas and uh, Drew Barrymore, of course. Um, But I'm thinking specifically of two parts in E.T. One, very early on we have when E.T. is landing and his uh, space buddies are uh, collecting samples um, in Northern California or wherever this is supposed to take place. Uh, we have uh, um, uh, insert shots of animals. Uh, we have uh, sort of slow tracking uh, or panning shots of um, of the treetops swaying in the, in the breeze. This feels unlike other Spielberg films, and it feels like Terrence Malick. This is only a couple of years after days of heaven. So I am going to say that uh, I need to cut Terry, the check also, um, the scene in which the frogs are released and, um, we have, we're cutting back and forth between, um, uh, Elliot at school. Um, and E.T. Uh, getting drunk at home. Um, that, that has a, a, a true, um, a true Terrence Malick feel to it. So, you know what, Stephen, you can afford it, okay? It was the most successful movie ever made when it came out. Just cut cut Terry a check uh, so that he can um, finish the Last Planet, which I believe did finish shooting before um, before COVID came down. Uh, we have no further news on uh, the Last Planet. Okay, well, this has been talking Terry. I want to say thank you very much. If you're still listening at this at this stage, uh, there is going to be more coming. And stay devout, my friends. Live in grace. And stay safe. And if you're in the United States, vote. Goodbye.